Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, and the most high tonight, Christ bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room, where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the most high in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Today, we're going to discuss pedophilia. There's an article from unitedfamilies.org and uh, in part of the article, it states that pedophilia-related crimes are becoming devastatingly more common, and now is not the time to turn a blind eye. An 80% increase in only the reported cases in the U.K. is really alarming. Indeed, this is a scourge. More than ever, parents need to be cautious and vigilant in protecting their children from sexual abuse from even those who seem to be good or trustworthy, like a school teacher or well-like obstetrician. So this is one of those really, I mean, not that most everything we talk about on this program, uh, brothers, is uh, sobering. But uh, this is this is exceptionally sobering. And to uh, join me here to discuss this sobering topic. I have, uh, first off, our brother Kazakia. First and foremost, giving all praises to the Heavenly Father and the Son, Christ. would like to say shalom to all the listeners, shalom to my brothers with me on the panel. panel. It's good to be back and definitely looking forward to examining this topic and bringing out the edification in the spirit of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And also joining to discuss this topic, we have our brother Kabar. Yes, shalom, brothers and sisters on the panel. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Hello to brothers and sisters in the audience. It's good to be with both of you today, and hopefully we are able to both learn and grow from the understanding uh, being brought out on this topic. Good to be with you. You know, these deeds, uh, this behavior, this inclination, however you want to term it, has uh, a pedophilia has been around for a long, long, I mean, millennia, you know. But uh, this term pedophilia, in my mind, is a relatively modern construct, modern uh, term has come up. Um, and I think I was probably a young adult, probably my, I mean, a well, a mature adult by the time I uh, ever was familiar with the term. And, um, have heard about things of this nature before, but never uh, were, were those activities subscribed to as pedophilia. So I thought, brothers, it would probably be uh, a very, very good first step to make sure that it's absolutely clear from a, uh, from a secular point of view. It's absolutely clear how society turns pedophilia, and then also it's absolutely clear how the scriptures talks about this thing, which nowhere in the scriptures have I ever seen the word pedophilia, but the scriptures does speak in terms of every type of activity there is going on in life. Uh, 
So obviously, this is this is one of those things that takes place. It's something that uh, is wrong. We want to make sure that it's clearly understood what activities are wrong that's ascribed to pedophilia, and maybe we might find out that there's some things that are ascribed to pedophilia that there's nothing wrong with at all. You know, we discovered that uh, some time ago when we were we had a program about uh, cousin marriage, and we found out that uh, the scriptures does not forbid cousin marriage, but in the minds of many people, that's something that's wrong. So we want to make sure we're clear about that. So first of all, Kabar, if you would, uh, I think you have a definition, a medical definition of pedophilia. Yeah, so um, his definition is coming from WebMD. If anybody knows WebMD, it's uh, basically a website that deals with all types of health-related disorders from the perspective of doctors and professionals in the field that provide information to the site. So um, from, from a, the WebMD site, it describes what a pedophile is, what a pedophile is and this is from um, a sexologist, uh, Ray Blanchard, it's a PhD uh, psychiatry professor from the University of Toronto. And uh, when he describes what a pedophile is, part of the definition is a pedophile is a person who has a sustained sexual orientation toward children, generally age 13 or younger. Blanchard says, not all pedophiles are child molesters or vice versa. Child molesters are defined by their acts. Pedophiles are defined by their desires. Blanchard mm. says, some pedophiles refrain from sexually approaching any child for their entire lives, but it's not clear how common that is. So a couple of key things we want to pull out of this definition as far as a pedophile is concerned from this doctor. One thing is a pedophile is a person who has an ongoing sexual orientation toward children. So, uh, and we're talking about children 13 or younger. It doesn't give a limit on the young, how young it goes, but it starts basically at that age of 13 on downward. So we're talking about mm-hmm. actually going to toddlers, infants, you know, and we've, we've heard cases about infants and so on and so forth. And then it says um, not all uh, pedophiles are child molesters. Child molesters are defined by their acts, whereas pedophiles are def- defined by their desires. So, of course, <laughs> when, the, when the pedophile actually acts on his desires, they then become not only pedophiles but child molesters. Okay, so but the mm-hmm. difference is one is a desire and one is an action. So the pedophile is mainly design, defined by their desire toward children. They are in, the desire is, a, in, is sexual in nature. We're not talking about uh, anything else but a sexual orientation, a sexual desire to sexually interact with children. That's what we're talking about, so we're clear. We're not talking about okay. anything else. We're talking about the desire to sexually interact with children. Okay. Um, so that is the medical definition from the point of view of a psychiatrist at University of Toronto. Okay. Now, uh, thank you for that, bro. Now, Kazaki, I understand you got some information from Wikipedia about pedophilia. Would you uh, uh, introduce, introduce that information to the audience? Yeah, sure thing. So, 
no, I looked up uh, pedophilia according to Wikipedia, and and the uh, definition is a, is a relatively interesting one. And pedophilia is defined as a psychiatric disorder in which an adult or older adolescent experiences a primary or exclusively sexual attraction to prepubescent children. In popular usage, the word pedophilia is often applied to any sexual interest in children or the act of child sexual abuse. So not only do you have the, uh, the inclination in the form of the quote-unquote psychiatric disorder, but pedophilia, as defined in Wikipedia, also encompasses the act of uh, uh, carrying out that uh, desire or that lust, because that's basically what it is, that lust mm-hmm. for those young children. So the, the, what's, what's, to me, what's most, what's most striking about this definition is the fact that it's been defined, excuse me, it's been characterized as a psychiatric disorder. So, so in other words, this is defined as a, a mental disorder or a mental imbalance in the which one's mind or one's desire is focused toward young and or prepubescent children. So I think that I thought that was worth bringing out and, and, and bringing it to the forefront so that we are aware that that some sources of information characterize this type of mentality as a psychiatric disorder. Okay. So, in other words, they, they they look at it as something that can be treated with drugs or some type of therapy or whatever, and um, which I think uh, there's an article that uh, brings that out. This article I was reading uh, reading earlier, it says that uh, in the United Kingdom, the pedophilia problem is so bad that the police announced this year they would no longer be charging pedophiles whose only crime is child pornography. Those criminals would instead be sent to rehabilitation to free up the police courts, police and courts for adults who are either raping and molesting minors or seeking to do so. So, Kabar, you have uh, more information regarding uh, like a description of pedophilia, right? Yes. So, and because in it, it segues right into what you were just explaining as far as trying to, as far as classifying uh, pedophilia as a psychiatric issue, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now, this comes from the Blue Angel Association, so that's uh, uh, ang-bleu.com. The Blue Angel Association is an association that attempts to both treat, diagnose, and help pedophiles and children who have been sexually abused. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, when you when you go to their website, one of the tabs is who are pedophiles, and under that tab, it tells you that uh, the subtitle is there are no standard pedophiles, and they go on to explain there are pedophiles that only like boys, pedophiles only like girls, pedophiles only like certain uh, children with certain characteristics, and so on and so forth. But I just want to reemphasize a certain aspect. And it, it, within this who are pedophiles, their definition, uh, it tells you that pedophilia, right, pedophilia is a, is a sexual attraction to prepubescent children, okay? So that's how mm-hmm. pedophilia is designed. 
So we have to understand it is a sexual thing. It's a sexual thing that's in the mind that then translated to action, okay? So whatever definition you're looking at, it's always within the realm of a sexual desire. And this sexual desire is toward children, pre-pubescent children. So we're talking about before puberty. Um, and that puberty, uh, you know, most cases start around 12, 13. So we're talking about, like, the, the definition that was mentioned earlier in WebMD, um, 13 on down. Now, I do want to just um, um, add, you know, add a little bit of uh, texture to the conversation as an aside. And I don't want to take us off topic, but I want to understand the broader context that we're operating in when you know, when we're dealing with this topic, because you just mentioned mm-hmm. this extreme increase in uh, uh, pedophile activity. And you also described how this, a relaxing of pedophiles who are just caught with child pornography, how that's going to be treated less severely as it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned that. Now, here's right, I just mentioned that. That's correct. Exactly. So now there's now a lessening of uh, a punishment is happening when you deal with uh, things operating in the realm of pedophilia and, and child pornography and child sexual abuse. Why the relaxing is going on? Now understand, in the in the fifties uh, and sixties, you know, forties, sixties, and sixties, homosexuality was also looked at as a sexual uh, a disorder. I mean, excuse me, a mental disorder. If people are, if people, um, some people are old enough to, to know that, and some people through study know that it was considered a psychological problem, a deviant behavior, so on and so forth. Remember, some of you may be old enough to remember that. But uh, uh, homosexuality. Well, well, I've heard, I've mm-hmm. heard of it. You know, I've heard of. It. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm old, but not quite that old. <laughs> well, here's the thing. But I've heard um, of. It. Yeah, absolutely. We have another show. We do. We uh, on on uh, one of our other black talk shows is uh, "Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor?" And all that a uh, whole show is dedicated to um, homosexuality, and it goes into clips and documentaries and things like that that we show and prove that was considered a uh, uh, um, basically a mental disorder. Homoth- right. Homosexuality was considered a mental disorder. And it was considered deviant behavior, so on and so forth. The same way pedophilia is being described as a mental disorder. Now, we know what happened with homosexuality. Eventually, it was normalized. Has it not been? Yes, absolutely. I mean, in in the United States and many countries around the world, um, same-sex marriage and homosexuality is legal. At one time, it was illegal. It was illegal. It was considered a mental disorder. It was also also considered to be a crime. You could actually be jailed for committing homosexual acts. And and, and, and the the thing is, pedophilia shares all the same characteristics homosexuality used to have. So where is pedophilia going at this point in time? Now, understand this. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, An article came out, um, and this was from the DOJ that plans on legalizing what they call 12 abominations. 
among those things that were supposed to be legalized was um, pedophilia and bestiality. And that's a whole mm. other topic that we could get into earlier. But people can Google it and find it out for themselves. This was on the docket. This was the plan. So just understand, I'm just introducing this as a larger context. So as we discuss this, we have an idea of the broader movement going on within this topic. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's classified pedophilia. is homosexual. I pedophilia is classified as a psychological disorder, just like homosexuality was. And um, it's, it is illegal, just like homosexuality used to be. So it's a understanding that whole definition of pedophilia is a sexual desire toward children, prepubescent, young, mm-hmm. adolescents, and so on and so forth. It's a sexual desire. Okay, so I'm I'm really glad that you're bringing those things out, Kabar. And and the reason why is because in the mind of a lot of people, um, and and sometimes they're right about this, that some of the laws that exist, those laws are not right. They're not correct. There's something wrong with them. They're they're corrupt. They they are victimizing a certain segment of the population unjustifiably. And this is something that these are laws that were implemented, instituted a century, two centuries ago. They're still on the books, and they were implemented at that time because of the the, the minds of vile men. And sometimes it's not even a century. Sometimes it's maybe only 50, 60 years ago. But for whatever reason, those laws were there. Some people might point to the laws regarding voting where only white men were had the right to vote. And then at some point, a white women uh, in the early 1900s gained the right to vote. And then you go forward some years and eventually all people of a certain, above the age of 18, uh, if they register, uh, are, are capable of voting now. So people would point to things like that. So the question now becomes, it becomes, in regard to all these things, not just you know the pedophile, but homosexuality and so forth, the question becomes, how do you know what's right? So now, when it comes to pedophilia, Kazakia, how do we go about determining whether pedophilia is wrong? All right, you you ask the question, and of course, as always, those questions are loaded questions. But you're saying, um. How do we know it's right? Oh, excuse me. How do we know it's wrong? I apologize. How do we know it's wrong? Okay, right, so right. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that scripture, and Kabar, please help me out. It's in Psalms because um, it, it 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 says something very profound, and it really resonates with uh, our conversation for today, where it says that the here it is. I found it. This is Psalms 33 and verse four, and it says. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. So the main part that I I really wanted to focus and emphasize was the first part where it says, for the word of the Lord is right. So the Bible, the scriptures, the commandments, the teachings of Christ, those are the things that's supposed to guide us. Those are the things that's supposed to influence us and how we uh, and how we behave, how we carry ourselves, how we interact with each other, even down to how we eat, it's supposed to be filtered okay. through the word of the heavenly Father. But when you have deviant activity, such as, for example, our conversation this afternoon, pedophilia, 
but not just limited to that, homosexuality, lesbianism, bestiality, and the list goes on and on, then if it doesn't fall within thus saith the Lord as right as righteous, then that's how then that's how we that's how we know or that's how we can determine that those types of activities or that type of mentality or mindset which leads to those types of activity, that's how we know that it is wrong. Now, on top of that, when you read in the book of Romans, I'll be very brief, when you also read in the book of Romans, chapter 13, it tells you this. This is Romans, chapter 13, and I'll start at uh, verse 9, but the point is in verse 10. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment is briefly comprehended in this saying, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So, in Christ... If I love my brother or if I love my sister, and when I'm talking about love, I'm talking about the love of the scripture. I'm not referring to uh, any type of romantic slash sexual desire. I'm referring to the holistic scriptural love as, as defined in the Bible in 1 John 5 and 3, 2 John 6. But love is the keeping of the Most High's commandments. So now in verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So these children, guess what? They are our neighbors also. It doesn't matter if they're biologically our children or not, if they come from us or not, or if they're the seed of our bowels or not. That doesn't matter. They are still our children. That realm of deviant activity in which that, that, that wicked and uh, lustful mindset is in control and a person is being directed or being influenced by that wicked and lustful mindset instead of allowing himself to be directed and influenced by the teachings and the uh, guidance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, 1 John 5 and 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. The fact that we're having this conversation about pedophilia and what it is is an example of the wickedness that this whole world lies in and the fact that now there is an extremely strong push to normalize this type of behavior. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, bro. Uh, Kabar, Zach just brought out how that, uh, in, in Romans, how that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. All right. So now let's take a scenario where you have a 12-year-old girl. She has a crush on a young man. He's in his early 20s. Okay, she is at 12 years old. She's mature, you know, for her age, right? She's mature physically. She's developed. And she has a crush on this man in his young 20s. He's looking at her like she's leave me alone, little girl. Okay. If he happened to give in to her advances, is that wrong for him to do that? Because she's asking for it. She's chasing him down at 12 years old. 
is he a pedophile in that case? Well, here's the thing. Um, we're talking about when we look at this. Well, honestly, uh, if you, if you say if you when you look at the clinical definition, when you look at how the world will deem it, yes, he, he would he will be considered a pedophile in that scenario. Okay, okay. Now, according to the clinical definition, though, what I thought the clinical definition stated was someone that had a desire for children. That's like their makeup. He doesn't have any real, real desire for her, but he is seduced by this 12-year-old. He finally yields to her advances. Okay, so did he yield because he didn't want to, or did he yield because he wanted to? Um, I guess because he because he wanted to. I guess <laughs> okay, I mean because so. I mean I mean because I, I, isn't that how uh, just about anybody is seduced? You know, being seduced women because women the women actually do want to be seduced because otherwise the seduction doesn't take place, right? Yeah, the seduction is you know you 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 finally uh, give in to whatever desire it is. So I mean, no one is. No one who loves their life is seduced into jumping off a building. You know, it just it's not something you want, so it's not something that can even interest you. You're seduced by the things you're interested in or become interested in. But here's the thing. As far as the category, okay, a 20-something-year-old man, a 20-year-old girl, in, in almost every circumstance, as far as in the United States, you're going to be charged with statutory rape, and you're going to be charged with a sexual predator, and you could be charged with uh, 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 pedophilia or, or pedif- you know, act of a, pedof- a pedophile. Okay, so that that's how the state is gonna is gonna view you and and treat you. It doesn't matter what the little girl wanted. You as an adult, as a young adult, but still an adult, uh, across the line and dealt with a child, a minor, so on and so forth. And you you know you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay the price for that. So that's what happened in that in that instance. Um, do you want to? Did you want to look into a scriptural uh, uh, aspect of it, or you just want to look at the secular the secular being? Josiah, hello. Thank you, Miles. I don't know what happened, brother. Um, <laughs> I hope he didn't lose it, brother, but uh, it sounds like he did. It sounds like he may have lost him for a few, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying on that. And uh, that's why, you know, we, we, we definitely have to be enveloped in the, in the fear of the Most High as well as the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ because those types of, intent, uh, those, those types of in- temptations that the brother just described, if we're not walking in the spirit of Christ, and having our spiritual eyes on, that those are the type of things that we'll find ourselves falling to unless we have Christ as our foundation. And for that, I would exactly. just like to read, read that scripture in 1 Corinthians, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I meant to say 1 Timothy 5. Um, uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and verses 2. Uh, and it says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. The elder women as mothers and the younger as sisters with all purity. 
So, of course, this is referring to within the body of Christ, within the church. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. So we're supposed to see elder brothers and treat them as fathers or give them that respect as if they were our fathers. And the younger men as brethren and, and young brothers, young in the faith, young in the doctrine, young in the, in the ministry of Christ, we see and treat them as brothers. So it's our responsibility to teach and be those examples to those young brothers so that, so that they have a clear and established understanding of what it means to be in the body of Christ and how they're supposed to uh, conduct themselves. Now, verse 2, the elder women as mothers. So sisters that have experience in the body of Christ that are teaching, they also, we're also supposed to view them as Mothers, older sisters in the faith, older sisters in doctrine, not in age, but in experience and understanding. We're supposed to look and see them, look at them and see them as as mothers. And as the scripture says here, the younger sisters as pure uh, and the younger as sisters with all purity. So young women in the faith, in the doctrine, we're supposed to see them as sisters in all purity. Now, the relevance of this scripture to our conversation today is even though the brother Josiah described to us a secular example of a young 12-year-old girl and she's, and, and she's trying to seduce a 20-year-old man, guess what? We can still take this example in the scriptures and, and, and utilize this or apply this example in our lives, in our secular lives out in the world. Now you got this 20-year-old man, guess what? If, if he is in walking in Christ, if he's conducting himself according to the teachings and example of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to look at this little girl like, young sister, what are you doing? This is not how you're supposed to carry yourself. This is not how you're supposed to be. Christ said this. Christ taught that. Christ taught that we're supposed to be focused on him and exactly. not... Uh, and not trying to seduce a young man. So that right there, if that young man is not, uh, like I stated before, enveloped in the understanding and teachings and wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, then he'll fall to those types of temptations. Exactly. And uh, when you look at um, as far as, you know, what's wrong with the whole pedophile thing itself, and that's why I took great pains to continue to emphasize what pedophilia is. And it's a sexual desire, okay? Basically, and that sexual desire is what the scriptures call lust, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a lust, huh? You said something? No, I was, just, I, was agree- I was just agreeing with what you were saying as far as that sexual, de- sexual desire and the, and the terminology of the scriptures if that's a lust. So that's all. I'm exactly. disagreeing with what you're saying on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a lust. So the thing is, when we look at, I'll just read the scripture. When we talk about uh, to understand this, this um, pedophilia in the scripture context, Hebrews 13 and 4 says, marriage is honorable in all and the bed and the foul. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. So the, the issue is, when we're talking about any sexual activity, 
any, okay, according to the Bible and the scriptures, that only belongs in the realm of marriage, period. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that, that marriage between that, that man and a woman in Christ, okay, who is of age and of understanding, coming together to make a union. That's it. In that, only in that setting, marriage, meaning those two coming together, that man and woman coming together, that's honorable and all. Anything outside of that is the bed is going to be defiled, meaning activity is, going to, is, is an abomination, is defiled, right? Mm-hmm. So the scripture says, whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Whoremongering and adulterers is just fornication, different aspects of fornication. Fornication is just simply an evil sexual act in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. So any type of fornication is going to garner judgment from the Heavenly Father. It's considered a sin. Sexual activity only belongs within the realm of a man and woman in Christ under the commandments of God. That's it. Anything outside of it is an abomination, and it is wrong. So remember another aspect. So we know to, to, to whether that man is an older man and a younger if it's two, if it's a man and a woman, period, okay, um, if they're not in Christ, and they're within the realm of that pure marriage, it's going to be an abomination. But when you start talking about pedophilia, homosexuality, we know just straight out on the, on its face, it's a sin according to the scripture, okay? Whether it's an older man, a young woman, or older woman, a younger man, so on and so forth, it's an abomination. So when you deal with that other aspect of pedophilia, which is, remember, the desire, that desire to, to sexually interact with a, a minor, okay, what does the scripture say about that? Matthew chapter 5 and verse 28, Christ said, but I say unto mm-hmm. you, that whomsoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, committeth adultery with her already in his heart. So Christ is talking about the desire. That, that thing that's going on in your mind, when you're having those evil, wicked, lustful thoughts in your mind, before you even committed an act, okay, that is a sin. Because uh, we already know adultery is a sin. That is a sin. That's what Christ is telling us. That is a sin. So right. this, this man lusting after this young child or this woman lusting after this young child in a sexual way, because that's what we're talking about, that's a sin in and of itself. We already know it's wrong. And that's the problem when you talk about pedophilia, whether you go on and do the act or whether it's just in your mind. That's a sin according to the Heavenly Father. But let's look at wanted, another aspect. Go ahead. I apologize. I wanted to look at that just right quick because when you also read in Mark seven twenty one, these are the words of Jesus Christ, and it goes further into – how our minds have to be. So I would like to read just briefly Mark chapter 7, and verse 21, and it says, For from within, out of the heart of men. So now the word heart is being used in this particular verse in Mark chapter 7, and verse 21. But let's, let's, let's make sure that we are understanding that the heart that's being used in this particular verse is referring to the mind. Because that blood pumping organ in your chest is not capable of making decisions. It's not capable of discerning right from wrong. It's not capable of weighing 
or evaluating uh, or judging situations or instances. It just pumps blood throughout your body, and that's it. So the heart that this is talking about here in Mark chapter 7, verse 21, refers to your mind. So from within, out of the heart of men or out of the mind of men, proceed evil thoughts. I'm just going to look at that just right quick. When you're talking about evil thoughts, this act or this mentality called pedophilia falls within that category. Why is it that you that a man has a lust for prepubescent or little children? And that isn't just limited to men because there are also women who have lust for prepubescent or young children. So here you yep. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Fornications, murders, thefts, covetous, covetousness, excuse me, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, wicked sexual desires. That's what lasciviousness is. And evil eye, blasphemy. Pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So these evil things that are within us, are within our minds, when they surface in the form of temptation, in the form of lust, whatever it may be, it's our responsibility as men and women in Christ to see it for what it is, and and, 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 and and reject that, dismiss those thoughts using the scriptures as the guideline. So go ahead, brother. Well, go ahead and complete your thought. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for bringing that part out. Because it goes to show you, you know, you when we're dealing with that mental aspect, that psychological aspect, that thing that is going on in our minds, we're lust and desire is created it is the birthplace of it and that's what we have to deal with because in this topic of pedophilia what we're talking about the clinical definition is that sexual desire toward children okay so we know we know when you talk about anything of a sexual nature it only belongs within the realm of battle marriage between a man and a woman in christ under the commandments of god that's it anything outside of that we know if the is written like we saw in Matthew's problem 28, those thoughts or desires go into sin. Okay, now what, what is pedophilia? What is that desire? In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5, it tells us, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Right, those members are going into your, your lust. Okay, your. Um, those things you want, those those desires in your minds, those lusts in your mind, okay? It says, mm-hmm. mortify therefore your members upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. That's what I want to focus on, but we'll come back to that. Evil concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. So the reason I want to focus on inordinate affection or inordinate desires Okay, that's an affection is and is a desire or a want. What does inordinate mean? Okay, inordinate. This is dictionary.com. Inordinate is um, uh, not the word inordinate. It, it means not within 
proper or reasonable limits in moderate excessive unrestrained in conduct or feelings disorderly uncontrolled so when we're talking about when the school says inordinate affections we're talking about these affections that people have they're not within proper limits they are they are immoderate they're excessive desires they are unrestrained uh, conducts and feelings that people have, their disorderly and uncontrolled affections or disorderly uncontrolled desires. So remember, this was disorderly and, and uncontrolled is this person's desire toward children, desire toward children, that is inordinate affection that they have. Okay? And so from, from one aspect to another, when we look in the scriptures, we see this thing is a sin, is wrong, and it's, it's something that we're supposed to repent from and come out of. Now, I know uh, part of the brother, the brother's topic, we were discussing how do we know pedophilia is wrong, and the other thing that he wanted to discuss was how can and or should be done about pedophilia, meaning what can or should be done about pedophilia. So how do you want to address that, brother? What, what, what can be done about pedophilia or what should be done about pedophilia? All right. So basically, the, the, the main way or the main tool that we can use to combat pedophilia, believe it or not, is education. And when I say education, I'm referring first and foremost to the education that comes out of the scriptures. So now... And that, on that particular uh, concept right there, I want to read, if I could, I want to read Proverbs chapter 22. I want to read Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. And let's take a look right quick as to uh, what can or what should be done about pedophilia. So now Proverbs 22. Before you read that. Says, yeah. Before you read that, I just want to make sure that you, you hear me. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. All yeah, right. We, go ahead, bro. We, Okay, so this is Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, at the, at the earlier part of the program, I read the scripture in 1 John 5, and I believe it was 19, that, said, that stated that the world is in gross darkness. So that's the current state of the world as we are in right now. So to protect our children, especially when they are not with us, when they have to go out in this world and conduct themselves in this world and navigate in this world, we have to arm them with the scriptures, and that's by teaching them. So we need to train and teach our children, first and foremost, Christ. Teach them about Christ. Teach them uh, about his example. And our children need to see the example of Christ in us as parents. And in that same vein, we have to have those very open, very honest, and transparent discussions about pedophilia and teaching our children, look, this world is wicked. It is corrupt. There are people out in this world that want to take advantage of you and destroy you and take away your innocence. When you're out in this world, make sure that you are conducting yourself according to the example of Christ. Make sure that you are also very watchful and very mindful of your surroundings 
and the people who are near you. If people are touching you in a manner or, or in an inappropriate manner or a manner that makes you feel uncomfortable, you need to talk to an authoritative figure. And as soon as you can, you need to call me. Call your parents so that they can interject themselves as quickly as they can so that they protect you as well. So all of that comes through education, uh, teaching about Christ, teaching about what it means to walk in Christ, also teaching about this society and how this society and everything that's in this, in this society that's promoted is against the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I also would like to read just quickly, this is the book of Luke, chapter 18 and verse 16. And it says, But Jesus called them, meaning the children, unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. So how do we suffer the children to come unto Christ now now in these days because Christ is not walking the earth right now. Christ is not uh, in a physical manifestation right now. We do that by teaching our children about Christ. We do that by being the example of Christ and having those open and honest conversations about the wickedness that is very apparent in this world, in, in this society. And, and it's not just limited to pedophilia. You got homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, bestiality. You've got wicked holidays. One of them that's coming up is Halloween. We have to have these types of discussions and conversations and make sure that our children understand that these things that this society is currently promoting is against the will of the Heavenly Father in Christ. So education definitely is the key. Back to you, brother. Okay, um, I apologize for the technical issues. Uh, I missed a good chunk of the discussion, and um, I, I don't think it's probably going to be beneficial since we've got 13 minutes left to go back and try to rehash any of that. So I'm going to just try to pick up where I think that we are and uh, go into a discussion about what should be done about pedophilia because um, when when you look at a number of different articles and so forth, like in one instance you got in Great Britain that I read from the article earlier, where they're looking at this as a criminal justice issue and they're looking at uh, rehabilitation for those pedophiles that are not actively engaged in acts of pedophilia, but the only thing they've been done is like caught with ch uh, child pornography. So they, they, they're, in the United States, for example, there are severe laws against that, and those laws carry about the same weight, about the same weight is carried against those uh, tech activities as they are activities where people actually act on their pedophilia, on their desires to have sex with children. So the question now for you, brothers, and you can, you can come on, on a secular level and or on a biblical level, what should be done about pedophilia? Well, I'll just, um, as far as on that, that subject, on the secular level, I'll just back real quick. And you mentioned, you know, uh, there's a variety of approaches in different countries and uh, in, in different states, even within the United States. Right. One of those issues, when you look into Romans chapter 13, 
verse 1, it says, let every soldier be subject to the higher powers. That means the authorities that the Muslim has allowed to be set up in this earth. Mm -hmm. It says, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are or, or, or are ordained of God, meaning the Mosai allowed them to come into existence. Verse 2, whosoever therefore resists the power, meaning try to go against these governments and the laws that are set up, it says, resist is the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. So when you try to go against the laws of the land, there's going to be consequences. And we know in this instance, as far as pedophilia, uh, child pornography, and all of those things, there are going to be consequences against that. It says, the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil, do that which is good. It says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil, will thou not then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt find praise of the same. So we have to be subject to the laws of the lands that we find ourselves in, so long as it doesn't force us to go against the commandments of God. So on the second level, there's going to be a judgment from the powers that be and the laws of the land or wherever we find ourselves against those particular acts, whether it be pedophilia, child sexual abuse, um, um, uh, child pornography that, you know, they find you with. Um, on a scriptural level, what do we have to do? What should be done? Christ right, and, and because Luke, on a secular, uh, excuse me for cutting you off, bro, but keep make sure you keep your thought in mind because uh, on, on, a, on a secular level, um, they're looking at some um, uh, material, uh, when the desire materializes in some form or fashion, either it's going to materialize in, in pornography or it's going to materialize and you're actually engaging in a sexual act with the child or that you are grooming a child for it, you know, so it's actually materialized. All right. Uh, but according to the medical definition, this is just simply someone who has the desire. They may never engage in any type of pornographic activity or any other activity, something that actually material, okay? But according to the medical definition, they're consi still considered to be a pedophile. So I think you're about to address some of that now. Is that right? Well, well, yeah, because, okay, we we address the aspect as far as the, the, the psychological, mental aspect. And we know, you know, sex, uh, pedophilia is a sexual desire. It's a lust to sexually interact with children have sex with children, okay? Now, it doesn't matter whether it just stays in your mind or whether you actually act on it. If it's in your mind, we know according to the scriptures, it's wrong, it's a lust, it's a wicked desire, and you got to repent from it. If you actually commit the desire, meaning commit the act, there's going to be consequences, like you read in number 13, laws of the land, and there are also spiritual consequences, okay? So those are the two areas that we're dealing in when we're talking about pedophilia. The is that the area of the mind and the area of actually committing the act. Okay. So, so we know as far as, um, if the laws of the land is going to be punishment. Okay. Um, whether it's because a lot of times people figure it's still in their mind and they just, you know, doing child pornography because it's, it's, you know, I'm not actually doing anything, but I'm, I'm um, engaging these uh, wicked evil thoughts in my mind by looking at these images, okay? Mm -hmm. So so we see, I mean, no matter what, it, it, it starts to manifest outside of your mind. And it's, you know, a lot of times it starts with child pornography and then goes on to um, those other things. Um, so, 
So Luke, it tells us, Christ tells us, and uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 1, verse 1, it says, There were present at, at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifice. And Jesus answered said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinning above all Galileans because they suffered such things. So you had a tragic act, uh, incident in which uh, Pilate, which is a ruler, in, you know, in, in um, what they call Palestine today, uh, uh, put some Galileans to death. So Christ was saying, you think they, these Galileans are put to death because they were the most wicked Galileans of all. Okay. Now Christ answers and says, I tell you nay, meaning they weren't the most wicked. They were wicked. They were. They were. They. They were committed. All men that committed sin, but they, it's not as if they were the most wicked. Why this thing has happened to them? Okay. He said, "I tell you, nay." He says, "What? But except ye repent, you shall likewise perish." And the same thing goes to the pedophile. Number one, if he never commits sin, if he doesn't repent of the thoughts of his mind, he's going to receive judgment from from the Most High and from Christ. Okay, and if this person has gone on and committed the act, unless they repent from both the act and the desire in their mind, they shall likewise curse. That's it. Period. That's the option you got to either continue in sin, whether it's just sin in your mind or sin in your in your mind and and deeds, your thoughts and deeds. You you're going to commit. You're going to fall into the judgment from the Lord. So you have to repent. That's the, that's the thing about it. Acts chapter 17, verse 30, at the times of his ignorance, God went that, but now commandeth all men everywhere to what? To repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man, many Christ, whom he hath ordained. Whereof he hath given us assurance unto all men, and that he raised them from the dead, meaning, just as surely as we know, Christ was raised from the dead, through the resurrection, and sits at the right hand of the Father. He shall surely come with the judgment of the Heavenly Father to set this earth aright according to the commandments of God. So all of us have that opportunity to repent, whether it be the thoughts of our mind or the thoughts of our minds and our deeds, to repent, come to Christ, learn of Christ, and come out of the things that we find ourselves. Pedophilia is just one of those sexual sins among men. Okay. All right, Kazaki, you have any more to add to uh, this whole subject about pedophilia? Right. When you look at uh, Ecclesiastes in the Bible, uh, it tells you something really, excuse me, bear with me while I pull it. Okay. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29. It says, Lo, this only have I found that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. So in other words, the Most High made man to be upright, made man and woman to be righteous, made man and woman to be images or reflections of himself as far as righteousness and uprightness is concerned. But because men, leaning on their own understanding, abandoning the wisdom and the righteousness of the Heavenly Father and the Scriptures, they sought out to do their own thing. And pedophilia is just one example of that concept. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much this thing is normalized. We cannot allow ourselves to be swayed by the opinion of society 
and where and what society deems as right and wrong. We have the scriptures and we have the word of the heavenly father to show us and direct us and guide us as to what truly is right and what truly is wrong. And when we are following the teachings and direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can really navigate and conduct ourselves in this society and we can look at and judge situations and know despite what this what society says or what society deems, this is right and this is wrong according to the word of the Lord God Almighty. Okay. All right, brothers. Well, um, unless you, Kabar, you have something else you want to bring out? Um, no, that was it. Okay. All right. Well, brothers, um, I really appreciate y'all coming in to uh, join with us today on the program and bring out this whole thing about the pedophilia. I apologize about the technical issues, but your brother stepped right up to the plate and uh, knocked it out of the park. Uh, but all praises and all thanks goes up to the most high, the name of his son, Christ. So until next time, I'd like to say shalom. Shalom. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com. Or you can email us at bodyofchrist at youreach.com or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. Thank you.